Cable News In-Depth, where we take a deeper look at the top news stories impacting our community. This is Cable News In-Depth. I'm Althea Billings. This evening, we're speaking with Piper McDaniel, an investigative reporter for Street Roots. They've taken on two new ambitious reporting projects focused on housing, instability, displacement, and holding the city accountable. Today, I'll be talking to Piper about one of these, the Renters' Rights Project. Let's get into it. Street Roots is taking on some really interesting reporting projects, and one of them is the Renters' Rights Project that uh, you're, you're helping to collaborate with, as I understand it. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of what that looks like? So the Renters' Rights Project is zeroing in on housing security in Oregon. So we're launching this project and it's going to be examining the impacts of housing security on people's lives with a particular focus on investigative reporting. And the context is that right now there's really pronounced housing insecurity. So it's been exacerbated by the pandemic, but there's other factors too, and it is a continually worsening problem. And in general, the existing home ownership system tends to favor the wealthy. So the, the net result of policy in the way that our like money and housing systems work is that power and money in relation to housing are concentrated in a small portion of the population. So this translates to displacement, eviction, and homelessness for people who have less money. Um, and so this project is going to be looking at that and reporting on rapidly changing housing equity. Um, and... Part of this will be an engagement journalism project. So we are inviting Multnomah County residents who are experiencing housing instability to sign up and receive periodic information, reader call outs and surveys that are designed to gather information about their experiences. Or sometimes we will be doing call outs and asking people to you know, tell us what they want to know about or things that we should be reporting on. Um, and then there will be a final part of the project that is disseminating information about renters' rights to the public. Um, that will be unveiled in a couple of months, but right now there is still information compiled on the Renters' Rights Project website, so you can find that at streetroots.org. So it's the Renters' Rights Project, and there is a clearinghouse of different resources for renters, and so it's information on ways to get housing subsidies or tenants unions or just lists of like renters rights if they're facing eviction things like that how do you define housing instability yeah that has varying definitions the general common meaning is housing instability refers to housing when people are experiencing housing that isn't stable or secure so it would be instances where people have a hard time paying rent can't pay rent maybe where they're spending more than half of their income on housing, people who have to move frequently or get displaced, people living in overcrowded conditions or doubling up with friends and relatives. Um, It can look like different things, but what's important is that it's prevalent and becoming more so. So there's lots of people here in Oregon who are at risk and it's a situation that's getting worse. Right. I saw a new stat that listed Portland, Vancouver, and Hillsborough, like the metro area, as having the 13th highest median rent out of large metro areas surveyed across the nation. And I think Portland Monthly just did a bunch of coverage kind of talking about different neighborhoods in Portland and in the outskirts about what is renting like there, what is trying to buy a house like there, what does all of that look like? And it was it was really interesting are 
rising rents the main determinant of housing instability in the crisis that we're seeing? I know you mentioned the pandemic, but what are kind of these factors that that end up having impact? What what makes someone have housing instability? In talking to people who study housing, the general consensus is that the pandemic has just worsened something that was already worsened a problem that was already there. So one way or another, I think the consensus is that we would be facing these same problems. Um, And so rising rents are a main determinant, right? So it's pretty fundamental that if someone can't afford to pay rent, they're going to experience housing instability. Um, And so rent prices are surging, and that is like a key factor, but also other things like the way that development happens, where it happens, overall like housing property values and the way they rise and regulations around that, that contributes to it as well, because it's something that allows those prices to continually move up. Also, just an actual housing shortage is a component too. Oregon is anticipated to need 584,000 new homes just as a base estimate to meet housing need, right? That's, that's a high, that's a high amount that needs to happen. And that's an estimate for the next 20 years. Housing stock is definitely one that, that should be thrown in there as well. How are different areas of Portland, of Multnomah County, impacted differently? I know you mentioned development and what gets developed, what doesn't, has impact on that as well. Yeah, the simplest way to say it is the housing instability is concentrated in low-income communities, and that's often communities of color or other marginalized populations. Portland State University has an excellent program where they track evictions and other aspects of housing instability. Um, and they have maps and, you know, generally it's places like the outskirts of Portland, some areas of inner southeast, north Portland, places like that where it's lower income, there's also higher eviction rates. But of course, that's pretty broad. There's eviction, there's eviction happening, eviction and insecurity in many parts of the city. And as part of your your work with the Renters' Rights Project, obviously there's this aspect of it that's, you know, looking at housing stock, housing instability, looking at it across the county. Is there a solutions aspect or I, I guess thinking about evictions, what is it that people really need to know? So in terms of what people need to know with eviction, I think a key thing is people being aware that they have rights as renters in the first place. There's a lot of laws in place, in particular in Portland. Portland has additional renters' rights that aren't there in other parts of the state. So in Multnomah, there are a lot of renter protections, and there's a lot of code that's really specific about how an eviction needs to happen and the steps that need to take place and what people can get evicted for. Um, so that's an important thing for people to be aware of, or just be, you know basic basic ideas like people can't be harassed by a landlord or in any way like penalized for being part of a tenants union. They're protected in that landlords aren't allowed to retaliate or any sorts of like prejudices in terms of who has access to housing and who is able to rent homes. It's not legal for landlords to discriminate. So that can be related to gender or a person's ability to speak English or disabilities or even things like a landlord can't retaliate if a person needs to call law enforcement because of a domestic violence dispute, things like that. There are a lot of 
instances and reports of landlord harassment. That's something that's on the rise right now. And so it is a key thing for renters who are facing housing instability to know that they do have rights and they are protected. And also outside of maybe combating eviction, knowing that there are actually like resources there for them too, like county programs. Um, the Oregon Law Center offers a lot of resources and can help people with free legal advice, which is also really key in housing stability. I think it's interesting that you highlighted landlord harassment and or harassment by a landlord, I guess, and what that can look like, because I think that there's a lot out there, especially when you are, you know, the renter in that situation is like, is this illegal or is my landlord just being a jerk? Like drawing that line, I think is, is interesting and maybe something that folks don't know super readily. It's true. And it's a lot. Rental laws are really complicated and there's a ton of different like terminology and it can be really hard to navigate. So I do encourage people to take a look at the renter's rights website where we do have resources there for people to understand what their rights are. Portland State University, they have a homelessness research and action collaborative. They have a renter's rights handbook and lots of other resources there. And I think like the main thing is that people who are in a situation where they're facing landlord harassment or housing instability or eviction, there is information there for them and resources to help. Piper, do you have takeaways for renters out there, like in the work that you've done so far in this project? I think it's important to note that housing instability is something that it's a, it's a worsening problem, right? And so I think it's an important thing for people to be aware that a lot more people than before are facing housing instability. So, for example, in February, a poll conducted found that 40% of Oregonians over age 65 reported facing eviction or loss of housing in the coming two months. So really like by now, in theory, like a lot of those people who are vulnerable to housing might actually be losing their housing at this particular moment in time, right? And so it's it's a lot of people. And in addition to that, rent rates are rising and they're really outpacing like minimum wage jobs, for example. Um, I'm pulling up a chart so like, let's see, minimum wage in Benton County is twelve seventy five. So after taxes, that would be, let's say, roughly around two thousand. That of course varies; it's an estimate. But supposing in that county you have a two thousand dollar income, the average studio rent, and that's just for a studio, is nine hundred and thirty two dollars. So that's approaching like half of a person's income if they are making minimum wage. Um, if it ha- and it can be more, you know, if they're renting like a one bedroom, that would be over a thousand dollars. The average rent there would be one thousand and thirty one. And that's actually in one of the cheaper counties in the state. And so it's like this idea when you really like look at those numbers, it's a lot of a portion of the population where rent is approaching like it's going past a third of their income and approaching half. Um, and, you know, that can translate to people making hard decisions like can they afford rent and medicine it has exacerbated food insecurity like there's more people who are reporting that they have to skip meals in order to pay bills and keep their rent people who are on fixed incomes are in the similar boat so if there is a person who's relying only on social security income their maximum monthly payment is 841 dollars And so if they're relying just on that, in theory, according to the national rubric of what would be appropriate to pay 
for rent, it would be $252. Um, so for people who are on SSI, there is literally no place in the state where rent is that low, at least as an average, right? It would be an outlier. You'd be really lucky to find it. And so a takeaway is really just that it's a growing issue and it's something that needs attention. Um, and it's something that policymakers and legislators need to start addressing in a more substantive way. Well, Piper, how can folks participate in your reporting going forward with the Runner's Rights Project? Yeah, they can reach out. Um, so if people are interested in sharing stories or sharing ideas for reporting or getting periodic surveys or just getting periodic emails with important stories relating to housing security, they can email rights at streetroots.org and just send a note and we will be in touch with them. That was my conversation with Piper McDaniel, investigative reporter at Street Roots. We spoke about one of Street Roots' ongoing reporting projects, the Renters' Rights Project. As their reporting projects continue, we'll be checking in with their investigative team about their findings and getting a behind-the-scenes look at where Portland is headed when it comes to housing and houselessness. Street Roots and more information on their reporting projects, including how to participate, is online at streetroots.org. For KBOO News In-Depth, I'm Althea Billings. Stay tuned now for Noise Filter.